0: Welcome to Africa on Focus, where we share our success stories, Africa, the continent, the young diaspora, entrepreneurs, influencers, change makers, and so much more. I'm Miss Abba, and this is Africa on Focus, the podcast. Welcome to Africa on Focus on High Radio. And uh, this is uh, a home setting just for today. Uh, mm-hmm. we, uh, we have one technical hiccup that is being solved right now at the studio, uh, so we made this arrangement, we're broadcasting from home. Uh, but, you know, still the show must go on. And uh, I just want to give a shout out to uh, to uh, so many of you who just tuned in. Um, welcome again. This is High Radio, the voice of the next generation, coming to you live from the city of Amsterdam. And what we bring into the world is uh, a whole full of media, entertainment, music, uh, topics surrounding culture and so much more. I just wanna give a shout out to Mensa Gary. Mensa Gary, who is my colleague uh, from YZone. Uh, good to have you on here. Thank you for your time and uh, interacting with us. Also a uh, shout out to William A.D. who's saying it's happening here in the UK yeah. too. And uh, you're probably talking about you know, the, the lockdown, the measures that are uh, being taken. Yeah. How, how is life going for you? Uh, I would really like to know, how are you settling in? How is it going with work? Uh, For those of you tuned in, please let us know uh, where you are tuning in from. And uh, also, uh, you can get to listen to high radio through our streaming app. Uh, Of course, if you are listening on uh, uh, TuneIn and our streaming app, you don't have the opportunity to engage with us. uh, But we appreciate you listening because we see you, you know, on the background. And uh, also for our Facebook listeners and uh, on YouTube, shout out to you. Uh, Give us a shout out back and let us know from where you're tuning into. We uh, really love to hear um, from you. Uh, Well, we have a very, very interesting guest uh, with us here here today. You can already see him, he's in the background uh, waiting uh, to tune in. And uh, as I promise every week, uh, we take the opportunity to connect with global Africans. Uh, Global Africans, that means Africans all around the globe. That are uh, doing very interesting things, making impact in their unique ways. And we get to talk to them about how they built, how they are on their journey, uh, their why, uh, as to how they built success. And there is one that I, uh, that I have known for the last, I think, couple of few years through, through um, relatives. And uh, he himself mm-hmm. says, you know what, I should actually know Dutch because I have so many relatives in the Netherlands. Um, uh, and I said, you know what? That might not be a bad idea because I think that some way business or music will get you in, uh, will, will get you in touch with um, with uh, with Dutch people. Uh, but I really had to get him on. Uh, he's an established record producer, qualified composer, songwriter, musician, and international businessman with a creative mm-hmm. flair. And the reason why I really wanted to get him on is because he knows what is needed. He knows what is what it takes to start that journey, creative business uh, between two continents, uh, Europe uh, and Africa, and uh, all of that in between. So uh, how he does it and how he gets to build his success in his way, uh, we have him here on. Uh, his name is uh, Mike's uh, Quest, of course, uh, the full name will be Mike's Boadit uh, Alawie, if I say that right, Michael Kofi Quest, <laughs> who is a prime example of the new wave entrepreneur. Uh, he's coming to us live from Ghana. Let's get him on and see how he's doing today.
1: Mm-hmm. Hi, hey, am in. Yes, How are you? We're here? We're good? yeah, yeah good. I,
2: can, I can hear you hello
1: hey that's good like you know this technical stuff is like backstage you're trying to do this you're trying to good. figure out whatever this internet is crazy but yeah, yeah. how are you got doing
0: we're good we're good we're Thank finally you. here i could i could see that you know the setup sometimes um you know it could be challenging but yeah
1: but i think no good. but it's all good you know you know we're getting there we're getting there. i think everything's all exactly. smooth awesome. Exactly. How how was your Sunday? Um, yeah, pretty noisy. I don't know if you can hear. It's like I mean, there's like workers working in the background, like not where I am, but literally next door. And I'm just like, guys, it's Sunday evening. Do you see what I mean? And you've got construction going on. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, you know, this is what it's about, isn't it? Africa's booming. People are people are doing their projects, people are working seven days a week you know so it's been quite noisy but apart from that it's all good you know i can't really complain
0: yeah i i do i do miss that sometimes you know you you hear the loud church noise you hear the yeah if it's
1: (laughs) it's not church if it's you know builders or just random music on the street
2: right yeah 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 yeah, yeah. but you know
1: it's all part of the vibe to be fair it's, it's a lot more vibrant than you know, London or somewhere like that, it's just going to be you're on a quiet road and you can hear a pin drop. So, yeah, you know, it's, just, it's a lot better this way.
0: Yeah, I can totally relate. That and, you know, the good weather, um, food, family, I can Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. definitely see how, uh, I miss home, man.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, where's uh, Mr. So
1: right now I'm in Accra, text right yeah so like near like 18 18 junction there's some apartments here that i've got that we're still finishing off a few more but yeah um so anyone that wants any airbnb give us a shout you know
0: good 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 commercial break that is (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah real quick had to, had to get that in just, early real i just like that, that yeah looks.
0: yeah, yeah I'll, I'll definitely after the show i'll get some more details on that yeah we can promote yes, it, yeah, yeah. That yeah. Cool. Nutric, yeah yeah you know and, uh, yeah. and get that on so where are you in this place in your life i know lockdown has has made 2020 quite interesting quote-unquote yeah yeah
1: um
0: you know how how has the lockdown been treating you
1: Um, I mean, it's, it's all about adaptation. It's been about like literally taking each day as it comes, like having a plan, having a plan B, like, you know, trying to like forecast stuff, but then having like backup plans and triple backup plans and stuff. It's been, you know, it's been challenging. It's definitely been challenging, but, but it's not been too bad. Like. I can't even, like, say, like, I know people have been through terrible stuff, do you see what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and still are going through terrible stuff. Um, for me, it's been more about, like, manoeuvring and just trying to, like, adapt and ride the wave. And, yeah. um, you know, I say, it's, I say it's not been bad, but then again, I guess, like, when you're in this kind of entrepreneurial space, you're so used to ups and downs that maybe, like, yeah. things that are terrible, you kind of, like, you're so immune to it that it's like you just always get used to like riding it out. So, you know, maybe that's why I feel like it hasn't been too bad, but it certainly had a, an effect on business. Like some of the businesses have been hit negatively, some of them have been hit positively, actually. Uh, so we can talk about that a bit more. But yeah, it's, it's, it's been all about adaptation, really.
0: Yeah, I, c- I could definitely identify with that, uh, especially that bit you said about, you know, that's as an entrepreneur, true. you're already used to a very inconsistent you know way exactly. of, of doing your work and this period being inconsistent for more people It's just like okay welcome to not our world but that type of
2: Yeah, definitely. It it's
0: it, it's it really sounds familiar. Yeah. Yes. It's, yeah. It's um it's one thing. So I I can see that you know you were just back to the motherland uh after <laughs> lockdown just came down (laughs) i can yeah i know
1: like so so usually i'm here quite a few times a year so last time i was here before now was like january so i think i planned to go maybe march april or something like that as usual like every like two three months and then um yeah lockdown happened so borders weren't open till when september was it september 1st or something like that
0: Something like that, yeah.
1: so you know, um, yeah, that that period between like March and September was like, like I said, it was about maneuvering, it was about adapting, you know, um, mm-hmm. creatively. Obviously, the creative industries have been hit massively, there's no shows going on, no events, and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, so people don't know what to do, whether they should release music or not, or whatever. Like, just you know, what I mean. But then um, online businesses really boomed. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. And um, so under the Curve, Curve Group umbrella, we've got Glory Roots as one of the businesses. And that's an online store. You know, it's been running. It's been running, like, quietly for about eight years or something. Like, you know, I hadn't upscaled it yet. I was just sort of, like, still kind of letting it naturally grow and just kind of, like, going through all the pro- the progressional stuff of testing out like logistics and you know troubleshooting, like online stuff, deliveries, all that kind of stuff. But yeah. then like over the COVID lockdown, it just like literally went like tenfold. Mm-hmm. You know, to the point where, you know, now we've got like staff on board, blah, 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 like we we're running it and we, yeah. you know, were able to like employ a few people and stuff. So I was like quite busy building that. I was like, well, this is the way f- to build that. Do you see what I mean? Um, but then with music, it was, it was a bit weird. Like, you know, one of the current tracks that's out, um, we had to shoot like the video remotely. Yeah. I w- do you know what I mean? And there was like a whole bunch of stuff that happened with that. Like, trust me, don't shoot a video remotely.
0: <laughs>
1: don't do it. <laughs> you know, what, um, so, he, yeah, so that's... The that, one with Manifest? yeah exactly yeah so half of that was shot in ghana half of that was shot in the uk obviously i was locked in the uk Kamani was in the uk and the Manifest and b for Bonner were in ghana so orchestrating the shoot for them and obviously mm. these are like huge names like the stress was just crazy do you see what i mean the stress was crazy but you know um they were also very you know understanding and they made themselves available and stuff, so um, it definitely like worked out in the end. Yeah,
2: it was it was a good experience, I, I, I reckon, wasn't it?
1: So I say that again.
2: It was it was a good experience, like uh, you know, a fun something, <laughs> you know, just, just to do yeah, for it for once. Was,
1: yeah, the whole vibe of the video was like was just supposed to be vibrant, fun, but then funny enough then all the Black Lives Matter stuff kind of happened. So there's a section in the video where, like, at the last minute, we kind of, like, just added, like, a section just to sort of honour what was going on and just Mm -hmm. show support and love um, to the movement. Um, So, again, that's the kind of, like, last-minute stuff that was happening. Do you know what I mean? Um, So there's a lot of that stuff. And then even family stuff, just trying to, like, orchestrate stuff, like, at home. Um, do you know what I mean? Because during the period, like we had a daughter as well, so yeah. Congrats. So yeah, my missus, you know, she she really really sort of like went through a whole bunch of like adapting and manoeuvring and stuff, and you know, so it's like it's been it's hit people so many different ways. Yeah. It's hit people right. so many different ways, but I think. It's all about, I keep using that word, adapting, because it's not going to get easier, yeah. it's not going away, it's, not. it's here, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's about, okay, it's here, so how, how are you going to handle it? What are you going to do from a business perspective? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I can definitely, um, that, that's a good push for, for anybody who's listening um, and wondering, yeah. like, Sorry, is I'm that noise,
2: mean? like, super loud?
0: Um, A bit.
1: Let me i'm not see sure if, if I... you
2: can hear us through the noise though we can hear no, I you fine see you
1: guys but i'm just worried okay about... then
2: no then it's all right i think oh sure? well about you let me see if i can
1: close the window or something like <laughs> let me see just one set see this is all part of it Adaptive. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> you're probably
0: one of the um a uh, few creatives that we've had on that really has a sense of business you know uh as well and it's really yeah. strong in that. You, most of the time is well, individuals lean way more on the other than, you know, the opposite. Yeah. Um, so could you share with us um, your, your why as to, you know, why you do what you do and uh, how that connects creative and business?
1: So, so to be honest, it's been like a, it's been a tug of war for like a while. It's been a tug of war for a while because... Like, I mean, growing up, I was always creative. I was always into music. But then at the same time, you know, I'd always been into business. I'd always been exposed to business. Like it started off, I guess, probably with my mum. You know, she's quite entrepreneurial. She So she had like shops in like Makola and stuff like that. And she used to go to like Ivory Coast to go and like buy stuff. But then she was also into property as well. So, mm-hmm. Like it's only later on that I realized I was like, oh, maybe that's where I got some of this from. I don't know. And a lot of my other uncles and aunties as well, very similar. Um, I, I don't know if it's a Quo thing. Shout out to the quote Quo gang. I, I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a quote gang thing, you know? So, so there was always that undertone of like business and stuff like that, do you see what I mean? And then, um, It's like I went through phases. So there'll be a phase where it was like heavily focused on music. But then at the same time, like the business side was always there. Like, so even within the music, there was like the music business side. Do you see what I mean? So, like, whether it's management or setting up a label or getting record deals for people or publishing and that kind of stuff, which is very heavily about business. Um, So, as time went on, I think I just found that balance. And just looked at other role models as well. Like, so for example, like people like Diddy or people like, you know, Pharrell, even Richard Branson, you know, Richard Branson started Virgin. Virgin was a record label. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Then you had Virgin Airlines. Then you had Virgin, whatever. Do you see what I mean? So (laughs) I think (laughs) looking at, exactly. So then looking at the patterns of such entrepreneurs. I think it just made it comfortable to be like, no, it's okay to be creative and, you know, have a business angle. Another like example um, that I felt was initially really strange, but then in the end, I was like, "Yo, do your thing." Was like Arnold Schwarzenegger? Like, mm-hmm. how do you go from being <laughs> how do you go <laughs> from being the blow man or the killer on like? Multiple films that are still shown on, like his, you know, you couldn't. Him. The character was so specific. It's like you see Arnold Schwarzenegger, and you're just like, Charlie, this is an action movie guy. <laughs> yeah. <And that's laughs> it. So exactly. he goes from that to being like, is it like the mayor of, is it California or something like that. God, that? Something like that, yeah. And I'm like, wow, like that transition there is crazy. Do you see what I mean? But again, Mm -hmm. it just shows that it's all very possible. Like, you know, like you should just go for it. If it's in you and you want to give it a shot, go for it. Hey, look, Kanye might be running for president soon. Let's see. Do you see what I mean?
0: (laughs) 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 Which is, is, I think, uh, what's it called? A a promo. Uh, There's this word for it. Um, I forgot the word, but I, I do believe it's part of his, the hype he's building around his album. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I do think so because I, I heard that it's not even possible him running for president.
1: But you know what? Yeah. I, like, honestly, I do think he honestly believes that there's a part of him that could be president. Like, I don't I even sure think do. it's a PR <laughs> thing. Like, I think he actually, in his mind, he, he thinks he's got ideas. and yeah. and, and to be fair, yeah. look, after Trump,
2: like no. why? why, why could <laughs> listen, he's not gonna yeah. be.
1: He's gonna have a team. He's gonna have a team of maybe a thousand staff. Oh. Like, yeah. So why could he not do it? It could. Yeah. It could still be quite possible. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it is. It
0: is. Yeah. yeah. I, I could definitely see that. Probably for the next running, um. But I, I def, I definitely get. You know, it starts with an idea and you claim it. So he's the perfect example for, uh, for how that works. And yeah. Not to be surprised, maybe on the next one, we'll see him end up being impressive. Yeah, we
1: never know, you know? (laughs) 2020, anything's possible. Like, everything is possible. I think it depends on the day you ask me, but I think overall, it probably, like, does skew towards, like, creating, like, the music. Like, because, like, there's just something... I mean, you know, I can see the guitar in the background. Do you see what I mean? Like... (laughs) I I feel like just with creating music there's just something like sorry I'm trying to catch this mosquito yeah I I was trying to catch it even (laughs) yeah I think like with creating like you know it just takes you to another place like like Mm. I really feel like it what music can do like spiritually mentally like it's mm-hmm. it's still like very deep, very unexplainable. Do you see know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it could take you to a whole nother place. It can connect you or not. It can heal. It can. Do you know what I mean? And 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 I enjoyed that part the most because once the business side comes in, it gets very political. It gets like, do you know what I mean? There's there's ups and downs. There's letdowns. There's disappointments. There's you know money gets spent maybe you're not going to recoup it as quick as you thought blah 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 or you need more money to do this or like and it and all of that excitement gets blown out the window Mm -hmm. and it really just becomes like you're in a world of sharks and you're trying to like swim you're trying to stay afloat do you know what i mean but when you're actually like writing that song or writing those chords or creating that melody like it's just a place that is just pretty much literally divine do you see what i mean Mm um so i do feel that that probably trumps um the business side however you can create all day long for yourself and that's cool that's that that's cute but if you want anyone to hear it you have to get the business hat on otherwise it's just going to be sitting in your hard drive
2: yeah so so then what's what is a principle you uphold in your business to ensure that um, the, um, the essence of music, as, uh, as you just described, that it's that you maintain that, that you re, uh, yeah. it remains, that it doesn't get no, spoiled by question.
1: business practice. I, I feel like even in business, that that creativity has to continue. Like, even if you're mm-hmm. not in a creative sector, just having a creative mind to be able to adapt in different cash flow scenarios or different environments or recessions or whatever. Like, I I still feel like that comes back to creativity. Do you see what I mean? Because look, there are people who, you can give them unlimited funding and Mm -hmm. they still can't turn around a business, not because they haven't got the facts and figures, you know, in front of them, they've got the facts, they've got the figures, they've got like, all the spreadsheets and the business plans and everything, but because they lack creativity, there's just that Mm -hmm. extra sprinkle of something that they can't execute. That's my personal opinion anyway, do you see what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like I said, when I look at a lot of the business leaders that I look up to, they all have very strong creative roots, even if they're not creators themselves.
2: Yeah, and also one word. Let's say because I'm trying to get to is a habit or something you do in your daily business activities that you make sure that okay, if I keep doing this or if I keep watching this, I ensure that I, yeah, I I, I am very adaptable at all times that I don't get too invested into doing one thing this way like you know something that you do
1: like i don't really have like a religious kind of like thing where okay like when i wake up i do this i do that i think i mean
2: well
1: talking about religious i think um, you, you know like definitely like just connecting with god praying and and taking time to just like meditate and just like listen whoever you're into do you know what i mean but just getting that 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 divine guidance, that spiritual guidance. Do you see what I mean? You know, um, me personally, I'm a Christian, so definitely prayer and stuff like that comes into it. Um, but then, at the same time, I feel like like trying to put too many things in place sometimes just doesn't work. Like because you can't control all the factors when it comes to other people and environments. Do you see what I mean? Like so. It's about making sure that you're ready to maneuver. Like for me personally, that's what it's all about. It's all about being able to maneuver and having people around you that support that. Um, I think that is one thing, though. I think it's important to surround... The consistent thing, though, for me, I think, is surrounding yourself with people that are positive, like that believe in what your, your vision is, like speak life into it, and basically gas you up, <laughs> to, 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 <laughs> to, to put it in a, in a hood way. Because yeah. you, need, you need that, because sometimes you're not going to be feeling what you're doing. Sometimes you're going to feel down. Sometimes you're going to feel like, do you know what? Maybe I should just give up this business. Maybe yeah. I should you know, just pack it in or whatever. And if you've got a few people who've been on the journey with you, that will Mm -hmm. stop you in your tracks and say, come on, no, trust me. Like, I know you're not feeling it right now, but keep going, keep doing this. keep Like, you need that positive energy. Do you see what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, um, because sometimes that's what's going to carry you through. And Mm -hmm. I feel like if you you are doing business and you don't have anybody that is fully 100% for you, that's more valuable than any investment that you can get like i really believe that you need the you need a real real dedicated it could just be two or three people but like they're really for you do you see what i mean they really get the vision you can you can say hey look i want to make elephants fly and they will buy into it and make you really believe that you can do it do you see what i'm saying yeah Mm -hmm. you know i feel that that's really important because There's no idea that is a silly idea. Do you see what I mean? Mm -hmm. I really believe that um, everything is possible in this world that we're in now, and all it takes is just encouragement and belief. um, And that will attract funding, that will attract investment, that will attract, you know, delegation. So if you are not even qualified to execute that idea, you just employ someone who is. Do you see what I mean? Right. Right, right.
0: So, um, hearing you, you know, uh, growing up, entrepreneur, when did the story of, um, of Ghana come about? Because I see you're active in Ghana, Nigeria. When did that start and how did that, that business or your business journey on the continent uh,
1: start? Yeah. So Ghana started off, um, I, we, like, we used to come to Ghana like when we was young and stuff, growing up. And then like when I was about 10, um I we I, we came to Ghana and started school in Ghana. So stayed in Ghana for about like six years or something like that. And um obviously like so went to like secondary school, do you know what I mean? Um yeah. went to like junior secondary, senior secondary, all of that stuff. And the network that I built in that period um like is been like a like, like to this day, like a huge, huge, you know, bene- benefit. Oh. Um, right. It, it, it really, really, yeah, did like make a big difference. So, for example, like um, the junior secondary I went to was like Alcid Academy, and I mean, just to name drop a couple of people from Alcid, like so, um, good friend of mine, for example, like Rosie. I don't know if she's watching Rosie Finn. You know, she's like a renowned like entrepreneur and, and business woman leader in Ghana. She's done so much. Um, you know, I think last time she was like head of Tigo or head of whatever. I think now she's like CEO, like busy, busy internet or something. Um, and literally, this is someone who was in my class. Do you see what I mean? But then you've got, for example, like Jessica. Jessica, who's on City FM, um, you know, she was in our class as well. Do you know what I mean? Very entrepreneurial, very creative. Do you know what I mean? Always had big ideas. Um, so there was a few people from, and then you've got so many other people. I mean, I could go through the names. Then I went to pim as well. Um, shout out to my mother, guys. You know, again, I mean, countless, countless, countless guys in crazy positions, whether it's on the business side or you know, um, public sector or government sector or whatever, or even creative. Um, so st- because I stayed in touch with. A lot of these people um because i kept coming back for when i when i finally in i think it was like 2010 2011 when i came back and sort of like decided i wanted to sort of like get into property and stuff like that um initially like my mum kind of like showed me the ropes and she'd you know, introduced me to whether it was like the team of masons or carpenters or whatever and then you know i'd kind of like you know, took it from there. Um, yeah. I was able to use my network locally as well to, to continue that. And that really, really made a huge difference as well. Mm. Um, and then since then, I've literally just been coming like a few times a year and um, just been establishing myself over here as much as possible. Um, so even more recently done quite a lot with like the British High Commission, and um, shout out to my good friend, Jasmine. Um, she's like the head of diaspora um, out here. Now, for example, even she's from London. She's half, um, half Ghanaian. And, you know, she's an example of someone who, I remember like back in the day, like, like I said, around 2010, those times, like she always used to have this saying, which was like Ghana is the only motive. And she literally was so focused on establishing herself in Ghana, do you see what i mean and you know she went through all kinds of crazy jobs hustling like trying to find her feet like do you know what i mean and fast forward five ten years you know she she ends up being one of the most like you know influential people when it comes to diaspora stuff do you see what i mean um so that consistency has always been really important as well so it's not just about I woke up and said, yeah, Ghana, let me make it happen. I had to consistently come in and make my my presence known. And I'm still doing that till today.
0: Yeah. That's a, that's a good, and, and it also shows that that's a good way to start. You know, yeah. uh, if you want to, you don't just, okay, in, in, there are some exceptions where people just, mm-hmm. um, you know, Take that leap and are like, okay, let me just take a uh, uh, one way ticket to to Ghana. But if you're yeah. really looking, in most of the cases, if you're looking to build something durable, something strong, then it's it's good to to kind of feel the environment uh, first mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, already start working on what you want to achieve even before that moment you, yeah. you want to take off and finally decide Definitely. to to resettle.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I like that. I really really like that. So now you are uh basically, you know, traveling back and forth UK, uh Ghana. That's really what your life is. Um uh, business, the music and uh and all of that. So looking at, you know, cuz you have a good business in, you know, the music industry, um I think in general, as far as music and creative is concerned, it's like the best time to be African. This is what they what they are <laughs> saying. Um, yeah, definitely yeah. <laughs> What are some of the the I would say loopholes or some of the, um, yeah, I would call them loopholes uh, that you observe in the creative industry in Ghana.
1: Um. Well, I don't know if I call them loopholes, but. Just in terms of observation, I think some of the things that need to be sorted are, like I said, the business side, because, you know, you've got very, very popular people here, household names that, you know, you go the length and breadth of Ghana, everybody knows them, millions of followers on socials, but they, they, you know, their income is only one stream, which is live shows. They haven't even sorted out how to get royalties internationally. They haven't sorted out publishing. They haven't sorted out like all the things that actually really is the lion's share of the income. Do you see what I mean? Okay. Like, you know, th- that's your pension. That's your long term investment. That's the money that, whilst you're literally in your bed sleeping, yeah. can be generated. Do you see what I mean? But the infrastructure isn't here yet. Like it's here in theory, because when you dig up, there's a whole bunch of like agencies and stuff that do exist that are supposed to be doing A or B or C. But it's, you know, policing these things, executing these things, it's just not really working. You know, for example, radio, you know, unfortunately, you know, we, we in Africa as a whole, we generally have a system of You know, people having to pay in order to sort of like get promotion or yeah, or played or whatever. Whereas you know, you go abroad, it's they're paying you. (laughs) Do you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, And even though you are yes, still paying for radio pluggers and stuff, the system is a bit different. So you know, you can make a calculated investment if you take the services of a radio plugger and you pay a thousand pounds. You know, you can. You, you can sit there and have some kind of realistic expectation as to yeah. if you're going to make that back or when you're going to make that back or is it yeah. just going into promo or whatever. Yeah. Whereas over here, you know, it's just very wild. <laughs> Do you see what I mean? <laughs> so the business side of it is yeah. is what really, really needs to kind of be um, taken care of. Yeah, And you hear so many stories all the time, oh, this manager and this art is a broken up or this has happened and that's happened. And half mm-hmm. of the time it's because the contract that they even had in the first place was probably a conflicting contract. It probably covered three or four different roles. So the yeah. artist is expecting, I don't know, a house or a car. Right? Yeah. it's not really realistic because the person who signed them has invested so much they haven't recouped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and it just gets very blurry. Do you see what I mean? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I can definitely uh, see that because I can imagine uh, probably the, the music industry in, in UK, you know, you learn the business. Once you have a song, uh, you submit it to this agency. The agency is going to make sure you get every coin, you know, at every place where it's played. Um, whereas, because um, I think it's even just to name an example. Yeah. Um, there is, there is, there is a big artist here who is, um, he's Kenyan obviously, but he sampled, I think a bit from the melody of one of Kodunchi's songs. And okay. um, Daddy Lumba as well. And here it's, it's, you know, he's getting the streaming for it, it's being played. He's, yeah. he's Holland's number one or the best streaming artist, wow. or something like that. And then you question, okay, so is Quadronchi getting his response yeah. to that? You know what I
1: mean? And the thing is, you know, with that, it listen, someone can come 10 years later and retrospectively still make a claim. Like, do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, you hear these stories all the time. Like, look at what Pharrell and those guys went through with um. Got oh, forgotten the, the old Robin school Thig. Exactly, Robin Thicke. Yeah. And it's like, this is the kind of stuff that happens when you don't get clearance and you don't sort things out properly, you know? Yeah. Um, so I'm always a big advocate on music business, like understanding terminology, understanding contracts. Um, yeah. you know, I actually want to start some kind of like movement that kind of just gives like online basic education about this kind of stuff. Do you see know what I mean? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I wanted to know what's your focus um, regarding the music business or yeah aspect in in uh, in in Africa. Is is your focus um, ensuring that there is uh, an infrastructure or a working um, structure in 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 Africa regarding the businesses uh, around the publishing and you know like having good contracts that serves both. the the labels as well as the artists? Or are you artists specifically? So um, ensuring that the artists get the good um, contracts with the labels that are already in place. Yeah,
1: I mean, my focus is first and foremost, as a record producer and composer, like my focus is the creative. Do you know what I mean? Um, Yeah. My focus is working with African artists, as well as UK artists, American artists, whoever, Netherlands. Um, and just like, you know, just getting creative and just exploring sounds and, you know, fusing different genres um, and and that kind of stuff. Um, that's what my focus is. However, I do have a passion um, for music business um, and that covers everything that you said. So from a contractual perspective or, um, you know, so we, we now have a label, so Curve Music, um, which we've had to set up to execute all of the stuff that I do. Um, so eventually, you know, we will be, I guess, signing other artists to join the family and that kind of stuff. And anywhere where I can be an advocate or a champion for music business, I will be. But I don't know if I can make that my 100% priority, Uh, Because one thing I've learned over the years is, you can't do everything, do you see what I mean? Um, And I I always used to want to do everything, like I'd come up with ideas, like I've got ideas for days, but then executing them, there's only so much time in the day, there's only so much one person can do. Um, So, you know, I've had to streamline and decide on what the main priority is. The main priority is being creative, do you know what I mean? Um, so for those, those who even followed my music journey, um, there was a gap. So I used to produce like years ago and stuff like that. Then I ended up managing an artist that I used to produce, but because she didn't have a manager, I ended up being a manager. named name's Hadara. And, you know, we got various record deals across the globe, you know, chart success, blah, blah, blah. But then it took all my time being the manager, or a lot of the time. Do you see what I mean? And even though it was very successful, it still is, it took away from me being a producer, certainly from an outside looking in. So if anyone met me, they'd be like, oh yeah, that's, that's H's manager, or that's Hedara's manager. Do you know what I mean? And that's how quickly then you get carved out. So for example, if someone's looking for a producer, you're not coming to their mind because they're seeing you as the manager. The manager. Which is, do you know what I mean? Right, right. Um, So with music, I think it's important for me to make it clear what the focus is, which is production. So when I came back, that's why I started doing music as my own brand. So Mike's Quest featuring, whether it's Kelvin Boy, Mike's Quest featuring Manifest or whoever. Um, That that was the focus. And that's now now sort of gotten me back to where I was in terms of, oh, yeah, he's a producer, he's a musician, he's the composer. but then at the same time, now it's very normal for artists to have the wealth of knowledge of music business. Um, people are multitasking a lot more now. People are wearing different hats. So it's a lot more of a normal thing now. Do you see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely see what you mean. Uh, for those of you who just tuned in, uh, welcome <laughs> to Africa on Focus. We're talking to Mike's Quest. We're uh, almost rounding up our talk with him because he's uh, taken almost hit, uh, an hour of his time. <laughs> but the conversation is so... The conversation is so, there's so much to take from. And um, if you are listening uh, via Facebook, shout out to Kwame Anansi, by the way, a colleague here at High Radio. Uh, share it on your timeline. And if you have a question to ask, Make sure that you drop it on our YouTube and Facebook uh, timeline, and if you are listening on the go through the High Radio app or TuneIn or any of our other uh, streaming platforms, make sure that you spread the word. Tell your tell your mom to tune in next week, and so forth. And of course, our episodes also come on our uh, podcast. Uh, so in case you missed it now or you want to uh, re listen, and you're on the go, uh, of course you can also listen to our uh, conversation on uh, the podcast platform the spotify itunes AppTown, and so much more uh one thing that i would really like to know from you uh mike's quest because we're, we're talking so much music and yes. um you're, you're doing a lot of things you're into uh property development yeah uh you, you have a store the online store uh, was it cosmetics product if i if so I so again? the
1: online store gloryroots.com it's it's just like a an Afro-Caribbean market. Like, so um, focus of mainly on like remedies, like natural remedies and like natural organic side of stuff. Do you see what I mean? Right. So like herbal stuff and that kind of stuff. Um, so stuff that like is very difficult to get hold of if you're not in Ghana or not in the Caribbean or not in Ivory Coast, Nigeria, wherever. Um, we will we, we'll probably have it on the website and we ship worldwide. And it's mad because like most of our customers are um like in weird places like from like mexico Bermuda australia like you know there's there's people all around the world that need african Caribbean products, so you know but like I said, it took like eight years or more to get the logistics smooth, and it's still yeah. not a hundred percent smooth, but yeah. we're pretty much there now,
0: yeah, I can see that the chocho cream like the real immersive soap and and so forth yeah yes yeah definitely see that i love that and then you have the music uh side of things if if i um if if i'm you know i'm related to your story so much i look at a lot of things i do um you know brand and communications consulting the digital marketing aspect uh, i lecture as well i'm a presenter and i'm a musician yeah and i i really look at that's it all (laughs) business uh, as a whole and i really find that music is um the least something that you can count on as as in a term of i i'm glad that i'm not pushing my whole uh life and expecting my whole income to come out of that mm. is, is mm. Do you can you connect with that what do you think what do you think of you know hearing that is that does that make yeah sense? i
1: mean I, like i hear that and i i, and I always say to people like you know for me, that's on a case by case basis like you have to you have to look at your music, you have to look at the market, the size of the market, the genre of music that you're into right. and make a calculated decision as to is it realistic to buy a house and have you know hundreds of thousands of euros saved up for your kids or your whoever yeah. your future or whatever like from this genre or from the stream or not or whatever for me personally um like music is definitely like the number one focus and so just to touch on composition for example so i think it was about four years now i went back to uni and studied like orchestration so working with orchestras and composing and stuff like that and that was a part of like me making that investment so from like what you're coming from in terms of okay fine Let's look at R and B because, like, my first love is probably like R and B hip hop, um, and that's the kind of genre that I kind of started with. So yeah. I'd always been doing that. R and B is not massive in the UK, which is you know what I mean, for, especially for UK artists. There's definitely like a lot of great artists there that are a coming lot, up and yeah. movements that are coming up, and and it's and it's fantastic to see that. And I'm and you know I've worked with a lot of them, been a part of that, um, but then traditionally the revenue that UK artists have made from r and has been nowhere near American artists. Do you see right. what I mean? So, so you, you take that, then you take um, the fact that I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a producer artist. So even in terms of shows, yes, I, you know, I'm a musician as well, so I can do a show and play keys or whatever, or have a band but I still need an artist to perform vocals. Do you see what I mean? So again, like it's not as easy as someone who could just grab a guitar or grab a microphone and go and be doing shows every weekend and be making revenue, do you see what I mean? Um, So again, I had to look at that in terms of revenue and the biggest potential of revenue for a producer is your performing royalties. So if your stuff's being played on the radio, or if, even better, if it's on a film, if you land on a film, you get mm. a on a film or whatever, like then you're talking about very serious money. Um, but then I, I'd always been into like classical music as well. So like, I mean, gospel, R&B, hip hop, and all that kind of stuff. But then I've always been into classical as well. And, you know, when you look at classical composers, when you look at, for example, um, I mean, look, you, you name any composer, do you see know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Hans Zimmer, mm-hmm. whoever. Like, these guys, like, they, they, they almost, like, get their break. They start when, like, when I say get their break, like, they land their first Hollywood movie or whatever film score at, like, maybe 50. Do you see know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, right. you've got conductors and composers who are, like, 70, 80, and they are their diaries are booked for three years in advance, whether it's doing BBC proms or doing concerts all around the world, like, do you know what I mean? Like, so I was like, do you know what? That is a long term, like, income. They're that solid, And, and the competition there is, it's high, but in its own kind of way. So me as a Black African, coming into Mm -hmm. such an industry, even if I'm just taking elements of that, it still adds to my USP, do you see what I'm saying? It still separates me completely from the guy down the road who's just got a Mac and is just making beats in their bedroom, do you see what I'm saying? Which, don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with that, but for me personally, you know, I'm trying to create a whole new path, do you see what I mean? So I went back to uni, done a full-time degree in orchestration and composition. And yeah, and so now even with my production, I incorporate a lot of that kind of stuff that I've learned into it with a view to when I perform, perform with an orchestra or not just a regular band, but you know, for orchestra or even conduct or even do some film scoring or like just really give myself that longevity, do you see what I mean? Yeah. So um, that's why I was like, just to answer your question again, it's a case by case basis. Like, you have to judge from your perspective. Is your, you know, there are genres that are like very niche genres, you know, that people yeah. are, it's like if you know, you know, kind of genre. Yeah. And, you know, they might sell a thousand tickets for a show, but they're never going to do you know, 50,000, do you see what I mean? Because there just aren't 50,000 people that are into that, do you see what I mean? Or even know about it. Um, so for that type of person to not have a backup for, for income wouldn't really be sensible, do you see what I mean? Right,
0: right.
1: You know? Um, so yeah, everyone has to kind of assess like Afrobeats right now is, like you said, it's a great time to be African, right? It's, 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 it's riding on a crazy wave. And for me, um, it's funny because I was working with a lot of these Afrobeats artists before, like Sark, um, like Fia and people like that, like years ago. But what I was doing at that time was I was more putting my sound with them. So it wasn't really Afrobeats. It was more like kind of R&B fusion, hip hop kind of stuff. And they were bringing their flavour to that. Whereas now the difference is I'm sort of, like, also incorporating, like, Afrobeats into some of the stuff that I do, infusing it, and it's yes. and it's really working out, do so you see what I mean? Yes. Um, so, yeah, music is, like, a, it's an ongoing thing that you have to ongoing be thing. constantly making calculations for.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Think of, uh, and also the business aspect of it, you know, uh, who who are you? making the music for, what does he or she look like? You know, what kind of job position does that person have? What does he or she spend? Are you looking to to just be known or are you working to, you know, have a full, uh, um, a sold out concert? Then what are you doing to make sure that people uh, will pay, you know, for your music and uh, appreciate either the the quality, the life elements, or just, you know, the the frequency of singles all all of these things come come into it and it's like um, music on its own is a whole other thing Um, I do sometimes uh, you know learning about music here here in the Netherlands shout out to Henka uh, Maduro who is um, she organizes the largest uh, industry hip hop and R and B industry festival in in oh wow okay and um, she taught you know she 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 brings artists she takes them through workshops you know learning the business side the accountancy part in in all of that and you just realize that if you're not if you're that artist that doesn't understand how things work you will have people using you you know to 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 get things done and and you'll just be stressed and you'll just be desperate or put in all of your hopes in you know just like you said signing a contract with a label and you expect a whole house and things out of it, whereby you're not aware of you know the the investment that is being done, yeah, the investment yeah that you're not going to get a house, a car right right away, you know, um so I yeah. can definitely see how how important that is in re understanding which market or people that you are making the music for yeah. absolutely, you still. There? Um, yeah. yes i think i think there was a small hiccup um before before yes. we round up uh of course you know you 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 know business you know the creative part and everything what are um the three major things that you have learned about business and life over the last period over, over the last journey. period over the, the your whole over journey the journey <laughs> yeah
1: um i i i think relationships mm-hmm. like for me, like I've realized that that is like so key. Like you have to learn how to build relationships and uh, how, you know, like it's a, there's a whole science to building relationships, do you see what I mean? You know, which type of person are you dealing with? Like, you know, if the person has a massive ego, how are you gonna like build that relationship, but build a genuine relationship as well. Cause that's the thing. Cause sometimes people can't build relationships because They're so focused on building the relationship that it's not genuine. And it's not like they're being bad. They're they're trying to network, but then they can't get in because they haven't really studied the person and found a way to genuinely build a relationship, even though there's a motive. And it's finding that balance, right? So I think building relationships is a a key thing. I feel like um, consistency as well um is something that is really really important in business and creativity just like being consistent whether it's with your branding whether it's with your product whether it's with your marketing do you know what i mean um and what else would i say um so many things like um what else would i say what else would i say admin i feel like administration is like another silent thing that kills so many businesses because you can have it all going on but like if you're not taking the right accounts like you don't have like a good bookkeeper or accountant or do you know what i mean even just having a spreadsheet of what you're doing a cash flow forecast something a business plan that you're following um keeping track of your letters doing your filing your taxes on time avoiding fines stuff like that, before you realize you end up in just crazy situations. You know, when you make profit, like how much percentage are you putting aside for like maintenance? So for example, like with the properties, um, that's been one thing that I've learned. That's been a a very steep learning curve, which has been like having a maintenance pot. Do you see what I'm saying? Because, you know, things can just go wrong at the click of the fingers and that could be like, okay, bang, that's 30,000 cities right there because now you need to change this. You need to rip out all the plumbing and do it all over again. Or, you know, there was a rainstorm and this has happened, your septic septic tank is now over flooded. You need to empty it out, like whatever. Do you see what I mean? Um, So so I I feel like that comes as part of administration as well, really. So um, yeah, building relationships, administration. And what was the second one that I said? Um, I said something else but I can't
2: remember. Um, consistency.
1: Consistency. Thank you. Yeah. In work. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I like that. I like, I, I, haven't, hear, I haven't heard the admin one. Um, right. The consistency as yeah. well. I haven't, I haven't heard that one, but the admin. That's yeah, cool. I feel like the
1: admin one, you, no one's going to say that because what they'll do <laughs> is they'll just quietly shut down their company and start again. Listen, I'm here to be real. Listen, do you know how many times I've had to shut down companies and start again? Like, it's been real. Yeah. Do you see know what I mean? So um, I feel like that's the thing when I, when I go back to the beginning of talking about the people around you. Like you need people around you that are going to tell you the truth as well. Right. Like, like let you know like the downs. Like, and they're not necessarily failures, but they're learning curves. Do you see know what I mean? Like, you know, you might have to shut down a company because you just totally messed up the admin. And the only way around it is starting again. Do you see what I mean? Or you might have to do this or pay a fine or do that or whatever. And it's like, this is the kind of stuff that I feel like people should be honest about. And you need to surround yourself around people who will be real about stuff like that. But do you think,
2: don't you think it's hard for someone to be on one hand real, and then on the other hand, to be um, as you described, the, the one who supports you um, uh, or the one who makes you believe that you are going to reach whatever, yeah, uh, whatever even, goal even that it's you set. Yeah, same step.
1: person, okay. I, I do think it is possible because, you know, just because you're being real doesn't mean you can't encourage. Do you see what I mean? Hmm. So you could be real to someone and be like, look, I believe in your idea. However, you need 10 times more money. Otherwise, it's not going to work. And this is why it's not going to work because by the time you get to month five, you're going to run out of cash. This is going to happen. That's going to happen, blah, blah, blah. So rethink about it. But the idea is still brilliant. Like, Mm. do you see what I mean? Um, Mm. So there's still a way to, to be both people in one, but then there's also ways of connecting with other people who have been through the journey and can say, Hey, look, i done that. It didn't work. So you shouldn't do that. You should do this. But that, determines how much networking that you're doing and it's based on how much networking you're doing. Do you see what I mean?
2: Right. And in and in your case, would you say looking at your team or those around you, um uh was it more the same people who were encouraging you? Were they the same people um who were advising you or in your case did you have those who you look up to or who you search for advice and as well as you had those um giving you that spirit of um keep going on and keep doing what you're doing because yeah. we believe i in feel you. like
1: a lot of the the, the things i've learned i've learned via practice like i've learned on your own in practice. yeah do you see what i mean um and, and then as time has gone on i've then identified people who uh because i've learned about certain things through practice yeah. i can have those discussions and then they then they open up and elaborate do you see what i mean mm. so for example if you're talking about like hey look i missed this deadline and blah 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 and blah, 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 blah. then if you're talking to someone who's been through that they will be more okay. open to kind of having that discussion with you because they're like, oh, okay, so yeah, you know about that then. Yeah, because when we have, you know, and then they yeah. tell you other stuff that, but you have to have been through some stuff yourself to even start yeah. the conversation because otherwise you're not even in the conversation. How do you enter the conversation when you've got nothing to really talk about? And even if you haven't been through it yourself, at least have knowledge about it. So you might have read up about someone else's business bio and mm-hmm. they've, Open up about what they went through so you can use that as a reference or whatever like but you've got to find a way to initiate that conversation otherwise people might not really feel like you're experienced enough to to bother open up that much to you do you see know what I mean
0: so before uh, we're, we're actually gonna round up well showing that video of uh, of yours the one that you did remotely
1: <laughs> oh wow Okay, I, I didn't even
0: notice that it was I I, re- I do remember seeing that video and I was like how did he do that during lockdown? And then I was like, hmm, well, okay, he, they probably recorded that before.
1: You yeah, know, it's locally. mad. Like, a lot of people felt that they thought it was in Ghana, <laughs> I guess because it was in the woods as the well. Woods, yeah. And with the Kente and stuff, you know, it's yeah. all about perception, you know. But yeah, to be yeah. fair, that wasn't deliberate. Like, we weren't trying to make people think it was in Ghana at all. Mm-hmm. Right. But people just assumed it was, so, hey... You know, yeah, it just yeah. made it a, a topic of discussion. I, I, I love
0: it. I could, I considered it, uh, was a collaboration that I was like, okay, is it smart to try to rearrange a video on a distance? I was like, nah, I think I'm gonna have a headache, you know, just because we, we just things. spoke
1: about experiences, we just spoke about going through it. Do not do it.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can tell uh, you yeah. that for free. <laughs>
0: okay i'll I'll take that i'll take that then it was a good decision that i was i was like no let me just push this collaboration to next year then yeah yeah. when things get
1: better but you you do lots of acoustic stuff so this is what i'm saying like you're a performer so it's easier for you to you know perform sing do you know what i mean
0: yeah yeah that's uh that's true that's um a good observation <laughs> uh before we round up Mike's Quest. so where can people find you online how could they connect uh where can they trace you uh listen to your music could you share uh
1: yeah so um obviously on all socials it's just mike's quest so m y x q e s t so instagram facebook twitter all the other stuff uh- um, Music-wise, for those of you who are uh, listening,
0: I think there's a small hiccup <laughs> <laughs> with the uh, with the connection.
1: So you get. Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Oh yeah, great, great. Yeah. Can you yeah. repeat that? <laughs> yep. Yeah, so I was saying, yeah, Music is on all platforms. Mike's Quest M Y X Q U E S T. So we're into R and B, Afrobeats or fusion stuff, hip hop, R and B. Um there's yeah. stuff like even gospel stuff as well. Um and then uh, if you just want to read more about me like business wise or whatever, like you can just head to mm-hmm. com, Sure. Um and yeah. you can contact me by any of those readings. Right.
0: And and your properties at uh Spintex is up for was it Airbnb, you said?
1: Yeah, yeah. So we've got like furnished apartments. Um so you can send me a DM and then I can send you like pictures and
0: details.
1: Right. Um so there's like Two bedroom apartments, one bedroom apartments. Um, yeah, the okay. three bed coming up by okay. Christmas. Amazing, amazing. Um, amazing. So yeah.
0: Look at that! Look at that! All right, what we're gonna do? I'm gonna show uh, uh, with the technical ability I have with this uh, with this software here from home. Yep. Uh, yeah, we'll yeah. You- this is gonna be real interesting. Would <laughs> would you would you want to announce your uh your video the one with uh, of course the one that you recorded remotely because people need to see yeah, Okay. Bit of uh this is.
1: So here we have um my current single No Apologies which is myself Mike's Quest with Manifest Kimani and Buna Check out the video that should play.
0: Soon. <laughs> Thanks for that. Sure. <laughs> All right. Oh wow! Look at that! I love that. Yo, that, that, that was dope.
1: It worked yeah. out.
0: <laughs> and that you did remotely. Come on! I mean, Man. that's because a quick
1: shout out to Ryan Sonny as well. Actually, so he actually did that speech that was over like the black lives matter part he like he wrote like a he wrote that um speech and I love really it just, i was going like, to ask was like, like he, he, he was the poet. yeah yeah that was ryan sonny yeah 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 love that. Thank
0: you so much well thanks again uh mike twist for uh taking the time to to interact with us uh time just flew by oh my gosh <laughs> i know right yeah. a good conversation uh, especially hearing about you know uh, uh details of your journey and uh, especially your perspective on uh business as a whole and, and the creative part of, of everything. So uh mm-hmm. thanks so much uh, for joining us. I hope that in a few months we could follow up on you know the next uh, that's upcoming, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, um, definitely, yeah. I, there's a lot there's a lot in the pipeline. So yeah, it'd be yeah. quite interesting to follow up. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. we we definitely that's if you're it. available and not on tour. I mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know.
0: I, I will you definitely save that
1: now,
2: happy. you
0: know. <laughs> I will make time for it. Don't worry.
2: <laughs> cool.
0: But well, thanks, thanks again, Mike Quest, uh, uh, for having us. So uh, we'll keep in touch, and um, you know, the enjoy the rest of your evening. I hope the yeah. Thanks for having gone. me, guys.
1: It's been it's it's been great. Shout out to High Radio in the Netherlands. Yeah. I, I must mm-hmm. say, like you guys have been so professional as well. I have to say that I know. It's expected because obviously that's the standard, but it's 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 definitely worth a mention. It's been really great working with you guys, so yeah, thanks a lot. Good
0: to hear. Good to hear. Yeah, that. Well, have a, have a good Thank evening. You. I hope I hope the pounding uh, on the street or whatever w- was going on has yeah.
1: Has I stopped. think he stopped <laughs> now. Yeah, I'm just that's like, good. and then tomorrow my workers are gonna come six in the morning to do the same thing. So Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> you know.
0: Well, all of the. All uh, right. Have a blessed week, and uh, we'll yeah, you again. too. And stay you, safe. Bye.
1: Okay,
0: cool. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. All right, Donnie. Here we are again. Um I have to, so many more we...
2: questions though, by the way.
0: You did? Okay. Yeah, uh,
2: because well, he's in the uh, um label, yeah. But he wants yeah, he's more a producer than um, um a label um kind of guy because I had I had this question um this week i watched an interview Lior cohen who was you know he's one of the big names in the american um, um hip-hop music industry he's like um uh, you know cohen? those names at yeah Lior, Lior cohen
0: right
2: Lior cohen um right. but you know one of the and this is he's now i think in two thousand eighteen, he went to YouTube to become their president of the musical um, department. Something, something. Yeah. And um, one of the things they were asking him was, "Hey, how do? You, what is the function of a music label now? In you know, in the in this age where an artist can go on SoundCloud, just you know, go straight to streaming platforms yeah. and have the music." um go out um that way. So what's yeah. you know, what's the function of a label? Why actually run to a label um yeah. if your music is can be con- consumed by YouTube or yeah. other platforms. So now you know, that's that's a question I i wanted to um to ask yeah. him. But yeah, we should we time. should
0: definitely have that uh have that we should definitely have him coming back and, and talk a bit more on that. You know how that yeah. works and uh, also for the African market because I think that yeah. Um, the, the American market is like a perfect example of how things how the infrastructure is held by major companies you know it's like you don't reach to such and such group until you are part of you know where yeah. in, in thank market, you for listening to Africa on, right, on focus field we air live field every field Sunday on high field. radio from 7pm accident time Join the Africa on Focus platform on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Africa on Focus or visit www.africanfocus.com. And follow me on all your social platforms, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Miss Allah. Shout out to High Radio and Q Vibe for the jingle.